Samper, The Sparrow, Episode 2. You will remember a snake had curled itself around the sparrow's nest, had raised its head up and was looking down at the four chicks, deciding which one to taste first. Their mother had escaped and flown off, leaving her chicks behind with the snake. But no! The snake's eyes suddenly crossed, making it look quite silly. Instead of sliding forward to snatch a chick in its mouth, it slid backwards. If the snake had any arms and hands, it would have clasped them together and covered its head. The chick's mother and the chick's father were back. And wow! They were pecking the top of the snake's head very, very hard. The snake slithered off the nest, but the sparrows did not stop pecking. Now the snake fell off the branch of the tree and fell before it caught and curled itself around a branch much further down. But that was not far enough for the father sparrow. He pecked even faster and harder. The snake let go and fell to the ground and slithered down the nearest hole to escape from the painful pecking of the birds. The mother and father flew back up to the nests, so worried for their chicks. Now, whether sparrows can count, I don't know. But when the mother saw the four chicks with their mouths open and their heads shaking for food, I'm sure if she could have smiled, she would have. The chicks, of course, did not know they had been in great danger. All they knew was they kept opening their mouths, but just lately no food had arrived. But then... Dad was back with his beak full of goodies, which he dropped into the eager little mouths. With his stomach full of food after his lunch, Sampa was feeling very strong, and so fluffed out his nice new feathers to see what they looked like. The chick next to Sampa saw this and fluffed out its feathers as well. Sampa turned his head and looked at the other chick. The other chick turned its head and looked at Sampa. Sampa chirped. The other chick chirped. Sampa chirped twice. The other chick chirped twice. Then, but that was a chick chirping three times, and it was not Sampa or the chick next to him. It was the third chick chirping. Now the fourth chick joined in. Sampa thought this great fun. So do you know what he did? He chirped four times. So the chick next to him chirped four times. And soon all four chicks were chirping their little heads off. What they were saying to each other, I don't know, because I don't speak chick. But I can tell you something. The chicks were so excited at finding out how to chirp, they were all standing up and bumping into each other. Until everything went dark. Father had arrived, landed in the middle of the nest and covered the chicks with his wings. Now none of the chicks dared move or chirp. The father had heard his chicks' noisy chirping a whole field away 
and he knew if any cats or other animals heard them, the cats would find the nest, and he wouldn't be able to protect his chicks from a cat, as they are very quick and good at catching birds with their claws. But every day Sampa was getting stronger. Now he could not only lift his little head and open his little mouth, he was able to stand up for longer and longer. But not for too long, because his little legs were still very skinny. What do you think Sampa saw when he stood up and lifted his head above the edge of the nest? He could see the green leaves of the tree and he could see the blue of the sky. The green leaves fascinated him. When they moved in the wind, in the sunlight, the green of the leaves changed. In the sunlight, the green was very, very green. But when the wind turned the leaves, the green went much darker. He watched the green changing for a long time. And suddenly, everything vanished. Where had the green leaves of the tree in the blue sky gone? They had not gone anywhere. Sampa's little legs were still too weak. They could only hold him up for a few moments. And now he was back at the bottom of the nest, wondering what had happened. Now here is something about Sampa that will surprise you. We can only see three colours, but birds are much better. They can see four colours. I can't tell you what the fourth colour is because I can't see it. But this colour helps birds to see tiny insects on the ground when they are flying very high in the air. There is also a strange thing about all birds. What do you think Sampa could hear while he lay in the nest? What was he listening to? <laughs> Why are you all laughing? Why are you giggling? Ah, I see. You know, don't you? You know Sampa was not listening to anything because Sampa does not have any ears. In fact, there is not a bird anywhere in the world that has ears. Have you ever seen a bird with ears? I haven't. So why have I asked you, what was Sampa listening to? Well, even though birds don't have any ears, they can still hear. They can hear inside their heads. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could hear inside your head? You would not need your ears, and this is the best part. If you didn't have any ears, you wouldn't have to wash them. So Sampa sat listening to the forest sounds as he waited for its legs to grow stronger. Hello, Mum's back. Do you know what that sound is? It's the sound of Sampa's mummy dropping food into her chick's mouth. That was a nice juicy blue bottle. A blue bottle is a fly that when you look at it closely you can see it has a blue body. And that was an ant mummy dropped into the mouth of the chick next to Sampa. And wait for it! That was a caterpillar, and it was dropped straight into Sampa's mouth. Now that does not sound very nice, does it? I would not eat a caterpillar, would you? But Sampa does not have a choice. He has to eat what his mother brings. I'm sure he would prefer an ice cream or a lollipop. That's silly. I've never seen a bird flying around with a lollipop. Feeling stronger, now he had had his lunch, Sampa stood up 
and looked out of the nest again. The sky was still there, but it was not blue anymore. It was grey, and in places almost black. Sampa looked from the grey part, and then to the black part, and then back to the grey part. Now this does not seem very exciting, does it? But I had to tell you about the black and grey sky, otherwise you will not believe what happened next. There was a loud, and then another, and another, and another, and very soon this was all Sampa could hear. But not only that. Sampa had a funny feeling all over his skinny little body, which was getting very cold. Sampa sank quickly back into the nest. He didn't like what was happening. And then Mummy was back and the noise stopped. And the funny feeling went. His mother had covered the chicks with her wings. It was warm and snug under his mother's wing, but Sampa soon pushed his head out from under her wing. Wow! It went all cold again. His mother wriggled Sampa back under her wing. And this time, Sampa cuddled into his mother. He did not like what was going on outside the nest. With the fluffy feathers in the nest, and with the fluffy feathers of his mother all around him, Sampa soon fell asleep. Until his mother was off again to find more food. And Sampa's little body was warm. And when he looked up at the sky, it was blue again. And the cold and the noise had gone. And Sampa had learned something. He now knew when it rained, because that is what this sound was, he get wet and cold. Just as you and I know, we get wet when it rains. So we take shelter and stay warm and dry. And by staying under his mother's wing, Sampa had shelter and stayed warm and dry. And for the rest of his life, whenever Sampa felt rain on his feathers, he would hide under a tree or somewhere it was dry, just like we do. Sampa looked up, his father was back, with a beak full of food that he was dropping into the mouths of the four chicks. But now I know what you're thinking. How does Sampa know the difference between his mother and his father? Birds all look the same to us, don't they? Well, this is where you have to be very clever and look more closely at birds. You see, usually the father bird has very different feathers from the mother bird. The colours of the feathers are much brighter. And do you know why? Well, think about this. If you saw two birds, one with brightly coloured feathers and one with hardly any colours on its body, you would look at the brightly coloured feathers first, wouldn't you? So, it's the way father birds get the mother bird to notice them, and also a way the young birds can tell the difference between mother and father. So now, if you see two ducks or two pigeons or even two little sparrows sitting next to each other and one much brighter than the other, even you will know which is the mother and which is the father. But Sampa and the three other little chicks were getting older and stronger and feathers were growing more quickly on their skinny bodies, which was now not so skinny as they had all eaten a lot of food. But then, do you know what the chick next to Sampa did? You'll be very surprised. I was, and I'm sure Sampa was as well. The little chick 
leaned across and pecked Sampa. Sampa blinked and Sampa blinked again. Then, do you know what the other chick did after pecking Sampa? It fell asleep. Sampa had noticed the other chick had opened its beak to peck him. Now Sampa knew the only time he opened his beak was to eat food. So Sampa opened his beak as well and then pecked the thing nearest to him. The thing nearest to him was the inside of his nest. But the bit of nest he pecked did not taste a bit like food. So Sampa pecked at one of the two bits in the bottom of the nest. They did not taste of food either. And when he pecked the two bits, they made him jump. So he stopped and then pecked the chick who had pecked him. But the chick did not taste like food either. So Sampa stopped pegging and did what he was very good at by now. He fell asleep. He now knew his nest and the other chicks were not food. And if he pecked those two things in the bottom of the nest, they hurt him. And do you know why they hurt him when he pecked the two bits? Because Sampa was pecking his own two feet. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. It's the way we learn things. If you take a bite out of an apple, it tastes nice. So you know it is nice to eat apples. But if you take a bite out of a lemon, it's not at all nice. So you won't bite a lemon again. But you had to try the lemon to find out. And that is what Sampa has been doing. Now he knew if he pecked himself, it would hurt. The four chicks were growing faster and faster and getting bigger and bigger and their feathers were now long and the nest could not stretch any more without breaking. The mother and father sparrows saw this and decided it was time for them to teach the chicks how to fly and so be able to leave the nest. Now, here I have a problem. I don't speak chick and I certainly don't speak sparrow. So I can't tell you what the mother and father sparrows say to their chicks as they teach them to fly. I can only tell you what went on in the nest and just outside it. The first thing the chicks noticed was when their mother and father arrived at the nest with their beaks full of food, they stopped giving the food to the chicks. Oh. The heads were waving, the mouths were open, but no food was dropped in because the mother and father did something different. They flew off and stopped on a branch of the tree, not very far from the nest, with the food still in their beaks, looking at their chicks. The four chicks looked at their mother and wondered why she did not give them any food. This went on for a whole day and the chicks got more and more hungry. And then something incredible happened one of the chicks climbed out of the nest and stood on the edge of the nest high up in the tree. This was dangerous, very dangerous. The chick could easily fall. It swayed forward and then backwards. I thought it was going to fall. Its little legs were still quite weak. And then it did fall. Not forward, out of the nest, and all the way down to the ground, but backwards, safely into the nest. 
Immediately, the mother and father flew back to the nest and dropped the food into their mouths because the mother and father had started to teach the chicks how to fly. You see, by holding the food in their mouths, they wanted to get the chicks to fly out of the nest to get the food. In that way, the chicks would have to fly across to them for the food. And if they flew across, the chicks would have learned how to fly. But when the mother saw her chick fall back into the nest, she knew they were not yet ready to fly. So she fed them as she used to for the next few days. Then the lesson started again. The sight of the mother holding food on a branch outside the nest caused great excitement. The chicks chirped loudly and bounced up and down inside the nest. Sampa quickly got fed up with being bumped and almost without thinking hopped. Yes, hopped. It was his first ever hop, and he landed on the side of the nest. He was out of his safe round home, and he was swaying just like the other chick. He swayed forward, and then swayed backwards, and then forwards and backwards until he was getting dizzy. He looked down on the ground, which was a long way below him, and his mother was waving food in her beak at him seemed a long, long way away. He was hungry and he was frightened, but he had hopped onto the side of the nest, so it must be just as easy to hop towards his mother and get some food. So Sampa hopped off the side of the nest into thin air and he fell straight towards the ground. Oh. Is this the end of Sampa? Will the little sparrow plummet to the ground? Can his mother save him? Listen to the next episode of Sampa the Sparrow. <laughs>